This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys here, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. How would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at Universal's new property, the Aventura Hotel? Aventura opens this August and is another great option to consider when staying at Universal. You can get early entry benefits, transportation to and from all the parks, and have views of any of the three parks. At the end of a long day, have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar. Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys. Welcome to Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Nope, I hate that. Right, it's live. Hi, and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm your host as usual, Amanda, and I'm joined today by my two besties. Oh. I mean, you don't. Uh, well, I mean, that wasn't the reaction that I was hoping for. Oh, oh what was I supposed to go like? Like, what? oh my god, really, me? Well, because I expect you to say someone else's name. Well, I mean, unless I've got invisible bestie, is it you too? <laughs> <laughs> you too? Yes, it's one on the edge. <laughs> well, you've already heard them. I'm here with Nick. Hello. And Chris Ripley. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. <laughs> that is how we're going to sound in about two weeks' time, to be Has fair. Has it started? Has it started? I've watched about <laughs> six games. Oh, sorry. Uh, I mean, obviously, I it's, it's, it's completely random games at the moment, because, I mean, it's all the teams you don't really... Well, not all the teams you don't care about, but obviously, you know... We're English. We support England. Um, they don't play. By the time, well, by the time this episode goes out, we would have played, but against who? Uh, Tunisia. So is this pre-selected? <laughs> Someone to care for, to be there for. I have you too. <laughs> What do you mean pre-selected? Like, no, unlike, like, unlike wrestling, which, I mean, obviously is a real sport as well, everyone listening, um, you know, the, the, the score of the matches isn't determined, if that's what you mean. 
No, I mean, like, who who's going to play who? Like, is it pre-selected in the beginning? Like, you're going to go against blah, blah, blah. You're going to go against blah, blah, blah. And then the winners of those ones will then, like, face each other. Pretty much, yeah. And they've okay. already decided that Belgium's going to be winning it, so. Is that, is that your pick? No, but that's oh. what statistics say. Really? Maths. How do you how do you get statistics? Well, ma- the, the statisticians analysed every single World Cup tournament, and they've said that it has to be a European team. It has to be a team that hasn't won it for a long time. It has to be blah 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 blah. And they come to the con- the conclusion that Belgium is the answer. It is definitely not going to be Belgium. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even know that Belgium had a football team. I didn't even know they were a country. <laughs> Who are they exactly? Um, what do you mean? You know, that's where Tintin comes from, and Pryro. And um, Brussels sprouts? I don't know. Um, <laughs> just guessing. I'm assuming that's where they come from. Um, anyway, look. The good news is that we're not going to. This isn't going to be a, a World Cup episode. We did do a World Cup episode on ego, another of our uh, podcasts. But this isn't that. And honestly, no. if you want, if you want an hour and a half with some drunken blokes rambling about football. And the wor- the world's longest and worst story about having a shirt printed. Go and listen to Ego. It, it it's something <laughs> special, and I don't mean like Mister Tumble. Wow. Okay then. So not footballs <laughs> after dark. Let's get into what we're drinking. Nick, I'm going to start with you. Excellent. Well, to keep up with the World Cup theme, I am drinking another bottle of my Budweiser World Cup edition um, tin aluminium bottles that are screw top now this isn't like american screw tops in like you literally like twist the lid off rather than use a bottle opener this is a proper screw top as if it's like a bottle of coke it's very very bizarre but i do have an announcement to make amanda at the top of the show you announced mm-hmm. me and mr ripley as your besties it's very very kind yes. of you uh i do consider you all family so that's about right but um you have been after a blinky cup uh-huh. a budweiser blinky cup um, and they'd sold out in my ASDA, and I was like, oh, I can't believe it. But you please know they restocked. And what, uh... what what makes me die is that, like, when I went in there, there was like one crushed box. I was like, oh, God, I can't, you know, glass is probably damaged. I can't, can't send that to her. And then I went in, like, the next day, and they must have found about 12 boxes of these glasses because there was loads of them. So I have got one for you. And yes! I will. I just need to find some way of, of packaging it up nicely for you so it doesn't get damaged, and it'll be going in the post this week to you. So Yay! there you go. That's why we're best. I'm so excited. I'm going to do a Facebook Live in the next episode with my Blinky Cup. Oh. I'm going to get all my Blinky Cups all blinking at the same time. It's going to be <laughs> majestic. Um, of course, do, do put an epilepsy warning just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta be sure. Gotta be sure. Okay, Chris, are you drinking anything as exciting as that? I am indeed. Bud Light. Oh, dilly dilly. Yeah. <sniffs> you know, there's there's some man in my work who has just decided to say dilly dilly in every sentence now. And I'm like, I don't know if you're just saying this to me because like you've heard through the grapevine that I really like Bud Light, or whether you're just weird. Mm. Could be both. I mean, it could be. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about men before this podcast started, so there's <laughs> well, every chance. Yes, we were. <laughs> yes, we were. Okay, sticking with the Budweiser theme, I'm also drinking Budweiser. But like like I said in the last episode, I've kind of drifted away from Bud Light again and gone back to, I call it Bud Heavy. I do, I do like, 
because I mean this is the first time I've been drinking Budweiser in probably about a year like ever since Bud Light came back on the market I've even been drinking that I normally drink a light beer I don't normally go for a, a, as you say a heavy beer um, but I do quite like it but it's just the calories the extra calories I'm supposed to be watching my weight and it's not good but it is tasty but is it vegan? Uh, mm, it doesn't <laughs> say this one mm, no, there's no vegan logo on this one Brewdog definitely vegan. This doesn't even say it's suitable for vegetarians, to be honest. Or it could be maybe like pig fat for all I know. Do you know my best friend has just become a vegan? Mm-hmm. It's like having a death in the family. <laughs> <laughs> we were out in London the other night, and uh, we'd just been to this restaurant, and we were queuing up to get our coats. And I said to him, "So you're you're a vegan now?" Yeah, yeah, I'm a vegan. I said, "Well, you are the world's worst vegan." I said, because you've just eaten fish. I said, you've got leather shoes on, and you nearly run over a rabbit on the way here. <laughs> but other than that... Right, you can't call yourself a vegan if you eat fish. Like, I, I'm a pescatarian because I eat fish. I don't eat right. loads of fish, but once or twice a week, I will normally eat fish. Or if I have a pizza, I normally eat fish. I like cheese too much to become a vegan. I haven't tried vegan cheese yet. I'm scared of it. Well, you need to because it's delish. I have got some vegan cheese in the fridge, actually, but I haven't tried it yet. But regardless of that, my thing with being a vegan is if you already have the products, the animals suffered. So therefore, throwing it away just means it's completely pointless. So buying stuff after you're vegan, that's different. Then you're a hypocrite. Eating up... I got served yesterday. I went to Taco Bell. And I ordered like a bean, uh, bean burrito, or, no bean crunch wrap. I had, and when they served me, they said, oh, "Is that because you're vegetarian?" I went, "Yeah," because they have to warn you they cook it. They can cook it in the same oil as uh, fried chicken or something. It's like, okay, it's fine. That it obviously makes me a bad vegetarian, but I don't care. It's fine. I said, "It's only oil," and they said, "Oh yeah, my friend's just become vegetarian, but he still eats ch- chicken nuggets." <laughs> I went, "Well, then you're not wow. a vegetarian." You've just well, cut meat out of your diet and you eat chicken nuggets. How much meat is in a chicken nugget, in fairness? Uh, well, they're much better than they used to be. <laughs> that's for sure. But Well, the thing is, you know, next week we're going to a stag do and I've already told the strippers, don't bring whipped cream because he ain't going to be licking it off you. <laughs> so you bring get... your almond like alternative if you must. To be fair, I don't even like dairy. Anyway. <laughs> I could, If I wanted to, I could probably become vegan. But I think I spent so much so much time slagging them off, thinking it was hilarious, and now I regret it all horrendously that I'd just be a hypocrite for becoming one. But man, okay. you've been a vegetarian for a long time, so... I have been. Yeah. You must have gone all through this stuff. Every day of my life, probably some smart-ass man tries to tell me that I need some meat in my diet, and I'm like, fuck off. Oh. <laughs> is, that the, is that their chat-up line to you? Yeah. Would you like? Would you like some meat in you? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much as it. He, and as then he nudges his mate. Then they regret it because then I give them a half an hour lecture on why they're damaging the environment and getting fat and probably going to get cancer. <laughs> well, on that bombshell, <laughs> we move on to our first segment. <laughs> I only wanted to know if you wanted to drink or not. <laughs> from from getting cancer from eating bacon to annual passes. Yeah. Hey. Segway. Okay, so our lovely friend Phil has been asking us for a while to cover this. So, 
we've been trying to slot it into episodes, but I feel like it's there's an awful lot of information. So I'm dedicating a whole big section of this episode to annual passes, different kinds of annual passes, the different benefits that you're going to get from it versus regular passes that we can get in the UK. I apologise that none of us really are well versed in American tickets. Speak for yourself. No, no, I'm joking. I don't. I mean, from from what I gather, we do get a better deal mm. on multi days, but I don't know an awful lot about the US versions of the tickets. So this is going to be pretty much UK heavy. Um, but we might also cover some Halloween Horror Nights tickets too if we've got time. Because I'm still very undersized about what kind of ticket I'm getting. So you guys can listen to my problems about it. And then you guys can give me advice. And tell me what you think I should do. It can be like an episode of Ricky Lake. With no pregnancies. You're going to have to explain to people who Ricky Lake is. Why? Oh, tell them who Ricky Lake is. <laughs> if you don't know who Ricky Lake is, turn this podcast off now. Smash your phone. <laughs> it's, it's Ricky Lake. It's not like... Uh... Uh, do something with your life. Who's that? I was like, has Chris got so angry that we've lost him? Well, we did. We did. Come <laughs> no, back, come back. But um, Chris has smashed his phone off. Speaking of Universal, actually, and chat shows, I read a thing the other day. Apparently, Jerry Springer's just been cancelled after 27 years. What? Yeah, apparently. But I've not. He's I've just not, what? He's been cancelled. What? Yeah, apparently. Well, you know, maybe he's been replaced by Trisha because Trisha does a show in America now. Does she? Yeah, I was surprised, and I only know because I like like I say a million bajillion times on this podcast, I don't watch regular TV. Yeah, but I came home from work, and my boyfriend for some reason was watching like the best bits of Jeremy Kyle on YouTube, and I was like, "Why are you watching this rubbish?" And then you know when YouTube does that stupid thing where it just plays videos that you think that I think you're gonna like. It started playing episodes of. Trisha and I was like Trisha like didn't look like that no but she looks all kinds of fancy now and she's got a big American TV show pretty much the same as Jerry Springer was wow so maybe she's taken his role maybe I know Jeremy Carl made it in America for a few years I don't know I don't I don't, I don't watch stuff like that no because you're classy yeah, yeah, exactly. And speaking of class, universal annual passes. So, <laughs> we're never going to get to this section. Phil's going to kill us. <laughs> so, there is quite a few different types of annual passes. And it can get pretty confusing. And so, the very first time that I was looking at annual passes, I was like, I know that this is going to work out cheaper for me because I'm going more than one time in the year but i just don't know which way to go with it so to put it into perspective a regular two park ticket that we can get in the uk yeah that will last for 14 days right now is about 240 pound ish okay but certain websites have got an offer on where you're going to get the three park ticket for the same price so let's just call it the three park ticket is like 240 something pounds okay Two weeks unlimited usage. But what if you're going for three? And this is why I started looking at the annual passes in the beginning. So, basically, 
if you were going to go for something like a seasonal pass, which is what um, we got for James this year. So because James went with me in April and then he's coming again with me in September, we got him the seasonal pass because there is blockout dates on it, but the blockout dates are pretty much just the summertime. So if you weren't bothered about going kind of any time in July, that's pretty much the only time that's blocked out. Yeah. And Christmas week. Okay. You could get a two-park pass for the exact same price as a two-week ticket. So that's exactly what we did for him. So he, we weren't going to go to Volcano Bay in May, so we didn't need the three-park ticket. And it was an identical price. And he can go unlimited times for both of our visits. So we're going for three weeks in September. We went for nine days in April. So he is basically getting a month's worth of going to Universal every day for the same price. Okay. However, if ah. he wanted to go to da, Volcano da, Bay, da. it would have been more in the region of like 350 and by the time you've had a tax on to it, about 315 pounds. Still not like crazy. Still much better than buying two different lots of two-week passes. Mm. But just a little bit more expensive than buying one. But you're still saving. Now, with the three-park seasonal pass and the two-park seasonal pass, you've got your blackout dates in the summer. You don't get free or discounted parking with that pass. You do still get discounts on additional theme park tickets or special event tickets. So, for example, if I wanted to buy a Halloween Horror Nights ticket, I would get annual pass holder discount, even with the seasonal pass. Or if I wanted to buy a ticket to Volcano Bay, because it's not included in my pass, I'd get discounts on that ticket, even with the seasonal pass. So the discount's still good. You don't get a free Halloween Horror Nights ticket. There's only one annual pass that you'll get a free Halloween Horror Nights ticket with. But honestly, I feel like that's irrelevant. Because realistically, if you're an annual pass holder, what are the chances of you buying a one-night-only Halloween Horror Nights ticket? True. So I feel like that's irrelevant, so I'm taking that out as a benefit. You don't get admission to special events or concerts so if there is a concert on for Mardi Gras for example you probably won't be able to go into the park at that time right and you still get discounts on hotels so the season pass despite it being the cheapest pass you still get all of the most important benefits in my opinion so I think that one 100% if you were looking at going even one time in the year but you're going for three weeks it's definitely beneficial for you to get a season pass and I know that a lot of UK visitors will kind of split the holiday up if they're going for three weeks so they might do two weeks staying on site at Disney and only going to Disney and then a week staying at Universal and only going to Universal and that's fine but I like mixing my holiday up a bit. Yeah. So to me, 
no matter what, seasonal pass makes more sense than buying a two-week ticket if you're going more than once or going for more than two weeks. However, if you were to go for a power pass, and we'll look at a three-park one again, that you can... So anything basically above this power pass, so power pass, preferred pass, and premier pass, you can pay off in installments. So these are three passes that most Florida residents will go for or people that live near Florida who are going to go multiple times because you can pay it off monthly and it works out super cheap. Like it, it could start at like $20 a month basically for paying off. And you probably spend that on coffee a month. But with these ones, you do get discounts on parking. So the power pass, you get half price parking, which might not seem like a big thing to us visitors. But for someone like Luke, so if Luke was going to Universal like once or twice a week and parking's $20 a time, he's spending $40 just on the parking. Wow. And, you know, when I think about going to somewhere like Alton Towers, and Alton Towers think it's about £8, and I think that's a rip-off. Mm. The parking aspect would put me off going if I knew that I had to pay that much money. So I like that they give you discounted. I think that's is a good deal but the three park power pass would start at about 340 pound ish so it's an extra 100 pounds but when you take off your half price parking even itself out i think yeah because what's the um what's the hotel situation like then is there any hotels that you can park for free no so the last time that i stayed at hard rock i think it was like 22 dollars a night yeah. to park there Cabana Bay was I think $12 but I'm sure that someone said to me on Twitter the other day that it's gone up to $14 now however when I booked my stay at Cabana Bay because I booked through Virgin Holidays I got free parking Right. I don't know if that's the same at Aventura I never usually check because when I go just me I don't drive. Right. I don't feel... Well, I do drive in England, but I don't drive in America. I don't feel the benefit of free parking anyway. Well, no. I mean, I suppose the thing is, it, it's it's all dependent, isn't it? Because, you know, if you're not looking to leave property, or you're, you're not going to leave property very often, then it probably doesn't... Probably no benefit for you getting... Uh, you know, a car to do that. You yep. can just Uber or, you know, iTrolley, whatever you want to do. That's it, exactly. So, like, but when I, when I did stay at Hard Rock and I got the invoice at the end of it and it was, like, two weeks' worth of $22 a night, I almost had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Because it definitely adds up. But then, you, so if you're staying on site at, at one of the hotels... And you, for some reason, decided to drive over. You'd be paying parking twice. And I'd, like, I don't know if that's something that people do. Like, would you bother to do that? But then I know that people will stay on site at Disney and, like, not get the buses to the hotels they'll drive. It does seem to be quite an American thing, like these kind of hidden charges. Because, mm-hmm. like... In Vegas, you get resort fees nearly everywhere. So, you know, your hotel might cost you, I don't know, 
if you book, I mean, obviously I'm talking from the UK, but if you book five nights, you might pay three, four hundred quid for a suite on a strip hotel. Um, and then when you check into that, you'll have a resort fee of about $30 a day. Mm. I don't know if you pay on check-in or check-out, but you pay it on top of the of the, the room that you've already paid for. What? Yeah. And in some hotels, I think there might be one or two that still offer free parking, but the majority, again, it's paid parking. Um, I mean, Vegas isn't really a, a place that you need to, to have a car. Unless you're going to be going to like the Grand Canyon or something, or you're going to be driving, you know, during your holiday. Like when you're in Vegas, you don't need to drive anywhere. You can get cabs, you can walk anywhere. You should um, be too pissed to drive, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. see how some of the people drive around Vegas. You you wonder how they are on, behind the wheel. But um, yeah, so it, it just seems to be like we don't seem to have that in the UK. So I don't know if that's just mm. an American thing, but it does seem I don't excessive. Know. Hmm. It, it, I mean, it is. But, you know, if you're going for anything higher than a seasonal pass anyway, you're going to be saving something yeah. on your parking. So then next up is the pass that I have, which is the preferred pass. And after I got this, I was kind of like, why? why? Like, why did I even bother to get this one? There's no need for me to get it. I could have just got the seasonal because... Seasonal's perfect for me. I can still go at Halloween Horror Nights. I can still go April and May and get in just fine. But the reason that I did actually go for the preferred pass was because from this pass onwards, you get discounts on food, merchandise, and speciality items in the parks and in City Walk. So my way of thinking was like, if I'm going to be buying my lunch at the parks, I'm going to be buying my dinner at the parks, I'm going to buy so much ET stuff. Yep. I may as well try and get a discount on it. But the amount of times that I forget to take my pass out when I was buying something or the amount of times that people are like, oh, no, actually, you can't get a discount here. I was like, I'm just wasting my money. Mm. So what what is the discount supposed to be? What level? I'm not... I can't, I can't remember how much exact discount you get and I can't see it on... Yeah, I think it's something like 10%. It's not. It's not like a crazy. If if that, it's not a crazy amount of discount that you get. But certain places will just say that they don't do it. But if you are a family, only one of you would need to have the preferred pass to get your discount on your meals. So I think I feel like it does make sense to get that one if you work out the maths behind it and how much you're going to be spending on a day to day basis. I mean, I, know... I do think it's beneficial. I know it's, it's, we're obviously talking about different parts, but I've been both, well, technically I still am a shareholder because my shareholder card benefits were increased for 10 years after the buyout. Um, but at Disneyland Paris with the annual passes, you get similar perks like that if you go above a certain tier. And that was always my justification is, okay, this extra pass, so it's different now, but the last time I bought one, the extra pass was about, um, I don't know, 50 or 60 euros. But I would get 10% off in all shops, um, 15% off in, in restaurants. And like you say, that was for the table. So the amount mm-hmm. of money I saved in you know two or three days of being there pays for the difference between the passes and then some. So mm-hmm. it does, you know, if you, if you, I mean, obviously you've got to use it, which you obviously haven't done, but 
you know, depending on how much extra it can, it can pay for itself relatively quickly. Hmm. Well, I've just found it is ten percent off. So as long as it's a, a universal owned store or restaurant, you'll get ten percent off. Right. But if it's somewhere like Cowfish, which isn't universal owned, you don't get the discount. But it's still worth it for places like anywhere around Adventure, pretty much, that you're going to eat. Any quick service places that you're going to eat, you're going to get your discount. Any merchandise that you buy, you're going to get a discount. Right. So if you do your working out, I'm sure that if you're, if you're going to be spend a lot of money in the park, that one will work out the better one for you. Yeah. That one doesn't have block out dates in the in Universal Islands, but it does have block out dates at Volcano Bay. And I'm pretty sure I'm just trying to get it to load up again. That it's just that week, that month of July. Yeah, so it's just July first to July thirty first that you're blocked out of Volcano Bay. And honestly, if you've got a preferred pass and you're going quite often anyway, would you want to go in July when all the kids are off school? Well, if you could avoid it, no. I don't think mm-hmm. any same person would do. I certainly, if I had the choice. I mean, it's, it's a bit different now, obviously. I've got kids in school. But no. One, it's too hot. And, and like you say, <laughs> secondly, it's going to be full of uh, kids, which means queues are going to be horrendous. So Exactly. But I enjoyed having my preferred pass. And, you know, the discounts that I did manage to get were good discounts. And, of course, you still get your discount on park tickets. You still get your discount on hotel rooms. So, so you also get a discount on Blue Man Group with any of the I was just about to say, passes. actually, did you get discounts on Blue Man? Because you've, you've still never done that, have you? No, I've still never done it. And I was really considering it when we last went. Because I was like, you know what? We're going to get a discount on it anyway. So, shall we just try it? And we just didn't end up having time to fit it in. But it's I, a shame. I really recommend it. Um, I've not been, you know, I, I only did it once. I did it in 2007, so when it was quite new. And I think they've updated it once during that time. But to be honest, it's it's a bit like Cirque du Soleil, really. You don't, it doesn't need to be updated that, that frequently because it's a decent enough show. But you probably wouldn't want to go and see it. We well, you know you wouldn't want to go and see it every trip. Um, but I think it's like about an hour and a half, two hours fully entertaining I think it, I mean you know it, it's horses for courses I much prefer Blue Man Group to Cirque du Soleil at Downtown Disney when it was that um, but my wife she preferred <laughs> um, Cirque du Soleil to Blue Man Group oh but, really but but she liked both shows but she just preferred how Cirque du Soleil was Blue Man Group is a lot more arty um, mm. You know, you know, it's you know, Cirque du Soleil like a circus, isn't it? You know, you got all dancers and um, you know trapeze and you know acrobats and all that kind of stuff. Blue Man Group, it's lots of stuff to music. It's a very musical thing. Whilst they do things with paint and do things with um, marshmallows, um, <laughs> to not give anything <laughs> away. But you know, I think it's fairly entertaining, and I definitely think considering that. You know, every year there's rumours it might go, and it's been there quite a while. I do think it's worthwhile doing, especially when you get those cheap tickets. Um, I know you can get obviously a discount with your pass, but I know from the UK you can often get quite cheap tickets before you go. 
Ah. Oh, I mean, how many days in October? Three weeks. You just take a night out. Take a quiet, you know, what was going to be a quiet day, and just add that. That'll be your nighttime fix. I mean, that's easy for you to say. Oh, it is. I just said it. However, when you've got Halloween Horror Nights going on Wednesday to Sunday. Exactly. Do it and then you've got to somehow fit in Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Yeah, but just do it on a Monday or Tuesday. Easy. But then what about Epcot? Well, just just have one night away from Epcot. I mean... I mean... Wait, wait for the lineup, right? Wait for the lineup Because you're guaranteed that one night when you're there... It'll be someone really, really crap. Honestly, it's one really crap the entire time that I'm there. I'm not even going to lie. But I get, like, merry going around the world. And then I enjoy everybody. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. There is that. But no, honestly, take a night. Because the thing is, we can have this conversation now. And you go, oh, I'm not going to feel it in October. But if I go back next spring, I'll do it then. And it's gone. Probably. Probably. Just do it! <laughs> You're such a temptress. I've been called a temptress before. <laughs> but I was well, dressed differently then. One of the biggest benefits, I think, of the preferred pass and upwards is that you get early park admission. So you get that if you're staying on, on site, but as long as you've got a preferred pass or a premier pass, you get early park admission too. So the only dates that are blocked out for that early park admission is pretty much just kind of near um what what happens at the end of November? Is it Thanksgiving? Yes. Okay, so the end of November and then Christmas week are the only blockouts for the early park admission. At which to be honest anyway, I mean I've not been at Thanksgiving. I've always been back in the UK before that, but um, I've heard Thanksgiving is a bit of a nightmare. I can definitely imagine mm. that it would be. But, I mean, you're not blocked out of the park. You are just you just can't go in before the park opens. Yeah. So it's not it's not too big of a deal. Actually, Chris, just before we, we move on, sorry to interrupt some but have you ever done Blue Man, either at Universe or elsewhere? I take his silence as, as not. <laughs> he has been abducted. Yes. I mean, he could be doing another donor and speaking to us on mute for 10 minutes. Honestly, <laughs> like the ne- when the next is after dark drops, like and me and Craig are talking about John Lasseter, there's a 10-minute stretch where it's literally just us talking. And I kept thinking to myself, I didn't want to say anything because we was in quite a, a, a back and forth. But I was thinking, why is, why is like Dolan not... Uh, oh, sorry, uh, what's his name? What's Mr. Um, Dean's name? Polly, Polly D. Polly D. Uh, why is Polly D not, not saying anything? And it was because he was, but he was on mute, and he couldn't work out why we were just ignoring him. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? It's because the, the mute thing is so tiny, so you can't see that you've muted it. Yeah. Especially if like you move your mouse away from it, then, like, then there's nothing on the screen to say that you're muted. So I sometimes I'm like, no, I'm talking to nobody. Yeah. But I'm sure that Chris will come back to us. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm angry. And I feel like he has. I feel like he has anyway. So I'm sure he'll have a story about it. He's got a story about Well, that is very true, but that's why we have him. Did did I tell you about the time that I auditioned for the Blue Man Group? 
that that be no 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 that would be that would be Chris's story. Like, Nick, what? <laughs> that, be Chris's story, not mine. I would I would quite happily um, cover myself in in blue body paint, not a problem. But that's another story for another podcast. I can definitely imagine Chris Ripley being in Blue Man Group. If we have any artist listeners, I mean, I'd love like an, an artist rendition of Chris Ripley as a Blue Man. Yes. I got on my wall. Well, actually, yeah, but that's impossible because no one knows what he looks like. Well, I'll I'll describe him to you. I can't, like, he lives, like, not even that far away, and I can't believe we haven't met out for lunch. I mean, you've probably walked past him in the street. He'll, he'll never hit the bad streets of Baz Vegas. He's got he's got some reputation to upheld. He won't do that. Well, basically, if you if you haven't met Chris Ripley, imagine Bruce Campbell. Yep. Younger and handsomer. Oh, well, I've seen Evil Dead too. <laughs> <laughs> Groovy. Anyway, so I interrupted you. So you were talking about the past with the blackout dates for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Sorry, the early so, edition blackout uh, dates. Yeah. So, to me, that's not a big deal. That's not a deal breaker. No. It wouldn't really matter to me. Um, I really like early park admission. I'm also lazy, and I like sleeping in. But I do like going before the park opens. I couldn't, I couldn't even do that. Like, I mean, I do, I, I do like sleep. I do like sleep. Um, and if my, I mean, my wife, my wife, my listens to this podcast because I'm on it, but um, if she was listening to this episode, she would agree with that statement because I am terrible in the mornings. But there is something about being there that means that because I know it's a limited time thing, I just get my ass out. I have to get my ass out. Nothing made you, know, like, you, go, you go. You know, you you quite often are able to go twice a year, so that probably like pays into it a bit more mm-hmm. as well. Um, so yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I definitely think so because, like, for years I would be like, you know, your first day of your holiday, and you wake up at like four o'clock in the morning, and you're just ready to go. Mm-hmm. I would be like that pretty much every day. So, like, I'd start off going up at like four, and but then like the latest I'd ever go up would be like six o'clock in the morning, and I'd be up ready to go. And my dad would like have all of our little backpacks packed, ready to leave the hotel at like seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. But now, I'm kind of like. Yeah, we're going to get up for early park admission. Don't worry about it. And then I might get up at like half seven, but I probably don't leave the hotel until about half nine. (laughs) (laughs) There he is. What? Sorry. We asked you about 25 minutes ago about Blue Man Group. Oh, sorry. I've never seen it. Did you audition for Blue Man Group? Yes, I did. See, I told you, Amanda. And they, it was an equivocal, no, you're too tall, sorry. So, is, that, is that an actual genuine story as well? Uh, no. Oh, that's a oh, joke. <laughs> I <I'm> totally <laughs> bought that as well. <laughs> I 100% was dying it, and I was like, have you never seen it because you're in it? I can't, <laughs> I can't remember, I can't remember what episode title it is. But one of my favourite episodes of Arrested Development is when one of the characters decides he wants to audition for the Blue Man Group, and it is uh-huh. so funny. I mean, I think the show's funny anyway. Saying that, I haven't seen the latest season, so maybe that will come back and bite me in the ass. I, I can't get into it. Oh, I love Arrested Development. Yeah. Well, it it pays off. It's one. Unfortunately, it's one of those things you have to really pay attention to 
because there's so many little comments and things that actually happen in the background that you don't necessarily pick up on or are referred to later on and it really pays to pay attention and I think that's one of the reasons why it flopped so much in America because you know you look at things like Friends you can have that on in the background you don't have to be watching it you can listen to it and you'll get all the jokes you don't need to pay attention to Friends that's no mm. slight to it, but you know, a lot of sitcoms like everybody, everybody loves Raymond. Same thing. You can yeah, have that on in the background, and you can laugh at it, but you don't have to actually be watching what's going on. But Arrested Development has all these things. Like there's there's one episode of Arrested Development when um, the 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 son is um, I can't remember. Even, I've not watched it for a while, but something happens. The he walks away disappointed and he walks away and the music, the sad music from Snoopy's playing and as he's walking um, down this road there's a dog house on the front garden of somebody's lawn with a dog laying on top of it which doesn't I mean the dog doesn't look that much like Snoopy but that's obviously what Snoopy used to do in the cartoon but it's such a quick visual thing that unless you're paying attention you won't get it you won't see it there's lots of things like that in it. So, I hardly recommend the rest of it. Well, I, I'm just happy White Gold is on Netflix now, so... Do you know... I, what, I don't what right, that is. Right. White Gold was... Some of it was filmed literally round the corner from me. It doesn't... You know, that doesn't surprise me. I'm, I'm surprised you're not in it. I thought I'd put it in some of the background <laughs> shots. And they actually filmed... Like, the actual double glazing shop was in my town centre. Gosh. And when it got recommissioned for a second series, the shot that they used for that to be filmed in was then um, sold or rented out to two new shops. So they had to move it to two vacant shops across the road in the same street. Gosh. So you might... The only way you'd notice it was any different if they ever released a second series is um, because of what's in the background when they show it through the shot window. Because if you pay very close attention in in sorry that we're going off on a tangent now, but <laughs> if you're watching if you're watching an episode of that and they're in the double glazers, but they're showing you out on the street, like through the main window of the shop, the shop in the background is a collectible shop, and there's a doll of Chucky in the window. Mm-hmm. Because they, they it's obviously a working shop, so they couldn't like, well, they didn't pay them to uh, to take everything out of the shop window, so uh, it's there. What yeah. Nick's saying is he is in it. <laughs> well, they they were, they were filming the second series, and then uh, the star of it has been accused of um, sexual assault. So we'll wonder whatever <laughs> happens to that second series if it ever gets shown but anyway back, wow. back to annual passes of that tangent. okay so the final pass and the most expensive pass is the premiere pass and i feel like this is probably the most popular with florida residents because there's no blockout dates again you can pay for this monthly so this works out like 30 odd dollars a month that you'll be paying if you pay it off monthly it's $688.99 which is like about £530 so it's probably not something that us UK guests would go for unless we were going to be going like 
many, many times throughout the year, or we were going to be going when we didn't want any blackout dates at all for the whole year. But with this one, you get an added extra, added extra, I'm drunk, (laughs) added extra benefit (laughs) of free express passes after four. Wow. Mm -hmm. What, on everything, or...? Well, restrictions apply. Huh. But I honestly, I don't, I don't actually think that they'll stop you from using it on any on any of the rides. So, what time's the park normally shut? It depends. So when Halloween Horror Nights isn't on, so like around this time of the year, and like in April time, the park was open until like nine o'clock. Wow. Okay. So it's only really like off peak times that the park's going to be closing really early. Well, you might only get like an hour out of it. So are they, I'm sorry, Nick, are they saying then that Universal as a resort gets quieter in the evenings when there isn't any seasonal events on? Mm-hmm. I guess. That's, that's quite interesting because they need to do something with that because if you look at, say, you know, the Disney parks, particularly Epcot and Magic Kingdom, they could arguably get busier in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Likewise, Disneyland, that is an absolute mess in the evenings. It's so busy. Mm. So that, that's people, interesting. Is that just people, like, dropping in after work, do you reckon? Yeah, in, in California, people just head there after work and just stand around. They don't necessarily do any rides or anything. They just seem to, like, sort of just loiter in the park, drinking and just chatting and... It's very weird. You know, this is something that, like, irritates me anyway, is that I don't understand why the parks wouldn't be open until later. Because it's, as much as I love SeaWorld, and I really do love SeaWorld, I can understand why SeaWorld might not benefit from opening late throughout the year. Because they might not be making as much money to be paying for all the workers and the electricity bills and blah blah and everything that'll go along with keeping the park open for longer i don't see universal having that problem well the thing is with SeaWorld is surely the big like or it certainly used to be the big anchor i know it's changed over time now but was the shows which they're not going to do they can't do them for that amount of time you know they can't do them until nine o'clock at night well you know when i like i don't watch SeaWorld shows now and I'll talk about this more when we have our big SeaWorld episode. But when I was younger and, you know, we maybe went in the beginning of September or we maybe went, like, the end of August, the beginning of September, they used to have nighttime shows on. Like, there was a show, I think it was called Shamu Rocks America or something like that, mm-hmm. and it was this huge, huge show. And it was really cool. Then they'd have things like... Um, I don't even know what I can compare it to, but it was like a projection kind of show mm-hmm. that they had. And I'm talking, this was maybe like the late 90s, very early 2000s. So they'd have different lights or lasers, things like that. And that was on the, I call it the Baywatch Stadium. I don't know what it's actually called, but it's where they used to have the Baywatch show. They had a Baywatch show? They had a Baywatch show. <laughs> was it based on Was it based on um, Baywatch Nights? Um, I don't think so. Wait, who had a Baywatch show? SeaWorld. Huh, okay. Like, like literally, the ladies would come out in tiny red 
swimsuits. In slow motion. And why did yeah. you not know about this? I mean, I knew about it. You guys were sleeping on it, but I was there. And everyone would be riding jet skis. They were all doing tricks. They were... What what are those things called where um, people, like, ride on... Oh, water skiing. Water skiing. And they'd be, like, doing flips. It was awesome. I really liked it. It sounds good. I mean, it sounds a little... In a way, sounds a little bit similar to the sea... Uh, oh, what was it called? Sea World. No. Water World. No. See, what I thought you was going to say was... It sounds a bit like they're... Jumping the shark. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I, I'm here all week. Crying Chris brings the dad jokes on Father's Day. A nice, a nice <laughs> slice of fried white gold right there. If I've, I've heard one, um, that's yeah. By the way, if anyone doesn't know what um, Baywatch Nights is, it was when they did a spin-off and they tried to turn Baywatch into the X Files. I'm not even shitting you. This okay, then no. Happened. This is not what it was based on. <laughs> okay. It should be everyone's favourite version of Baywatch, obviously. This is just regular old Baywatch. And, that, like, I'm going home next week. I'm going to try and dig out my photo album because I've got pictures with these ladies and I will put these pictures up so you can see. Because they were, like, they were, like, really, really cool. I remember looking at them like, wow, these ladies are so beautiful. I hope I look like that when I'm older. They're gorgeous. But it was a really cool show. Nice. And SeaWorld should... I will, Honestly, I feel like every park should do things like that. I want to see tricks from humans. Well, the thing is, right, and the reason why I asked about the, the, the time of closing and everything like that is because I've only been to Orlando in September. And when we went before Halloween Horror Nights started, like the week before or something, the park was chucking you out at six. And one night we went to see TNA, which I still think is one of my, my wife's favourite ever nights ever anywhere. And of course I said it with a heavy, heavy dose of sarcasm. Um, oh, I enjoyed seeing TNA. Yeah, I just think like she's never really been that big into wrestling, um, except the film The Wrestler, funnily enough. I mean, I, I always enjoy seeing TNA. did Going back to ah, the Baywatch second show. one in a row, second one in a row. Can't wait for number three. Um, but I, but again, I couldn't understand why. You know, one I thought, well, is it because it's it's going to start to get dark? Well, one, no, and secondly, even if they, even if it did, even if it was because of like it getting dark, they have these things called lights. So I couldn't fathom it. I could not understand it. So to hear that, you know, out out of season, it's open to like nine o'clock. That's mm-hmm. that's good, and I and I don't understand why they don't do that throughout the year unless they consider the attendance to be so low. Um, not to be confused with Solo, a Star Wars story, um, that it doesn't warrant it being open. But like Chris you know, said, they, if if it's not open, you're you're deliberately not going to get people going. People know it. Disney's open, so they'll go. Yeah. And I feel like maybe if we were talking ten years ago they could maybe argue that attendance could potentially be lower mm. in the night. But now, I feel like if you were going to have things on, and I feel like this new nighttime show is going to is going to only benefit them in regards to keeping the park open later. Yeah. More often. But even things like walking through Diagon Alley in the dark, 
and seeing the the dragon with the fire in the dark is cool. Walking through Islands of Adventure when all of Marvel Superhero Island is all lit up is absolutely amazing. I've never seen it. It looks absolutely gorgeous. It looks so cool. Luke, if you're listening, of course you'll be listening. Um, I am your father. (laughs) 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 Oh man, this is how I was expecting to tell him. Um, (laughs) Although mathematically... No, I think that'd be a, still a bit of a struggle. Um, but if you can, if you can do some late night time shots of uh, Marvel superhero Island, or actually Islands of Adventure in general, that'd be great. You know, I think that like I just started releasing my birthday trip videos today, and I've definitely got some filming in Marvel superhero Island at at night towards the end of the videos. I think. Because at first I was kind of like, I don't even want to film anything because I'm having so much fun. Right. Because this is so cool. Because I never get to experience this. Like, and it's incredible. Everything looks gorgeous. Everything's so cool. I love, I love Universal at night. The thing, like, the thing is, you know, having seen it for Halloween Horror Nights, you know how beautiful um, the park looks at night. And that's obviously just Universal. Um, because uh-huh. Island's Adventures is not, not, not open then. Um, but... I can imagine how beautiful. You know, I, I can imagine walking through the gates of Jurassic Park at night, mm-hmm. and how impressive that must be. Considering it's impressive during the day, um, I can imagine Skull Island looks impressive at night. Mm-hmm. I imagine as well that um, Tomb Landing still looks like a random shithole. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. Think, you know, there's there's anything you could do with with lighting in that place and not make it look like an absolute hot mess. But you know, you know, Zeus Landon looks really cool at night. Okay, really cool. Like honestly, both parks look glorious at nighttime, and it's mm. just always been something that's really irritated me, especially on the nights when, even in September and October, when Halloween Horror Nights isn't on, I still feel like you've got enough people who are in town for Halloween Horror Nights, and you're kicking them out the park at six o'clock. They're just going to go to Disney. Well, yeah, because I mean, the thing is, I mean, okay, we know, we, you know, we appreciate that, um, you know, Americans when they go on vacay don't have the same time off as we do, so they're probably not going to spend three weeks in Orlando in Halloween season like you would do. But you would think that people would go for like a long weekend or maybe a week, you know, and all of those people, mm-hmm. if then you know, if Halloween Horror Nights isn't on or they haven't got a ticket for that particular night or whatever, where are they going to go? they're going to be going to Disney because that's the only other game in town that's open that time of night. Exactly. I don't, to be honest, I'm not sure why they don't have Islands of Adventure open because there must be people that are there. Well, there's, there's going to be people that are going to be there at that time of year that don't want to go to Halloween Horror Nights. There are. Uh-huh. Right? Um, so Bad they're people. not... Well, yeah, yeah, but, mad people. You know, but you know, we know people that don't go in the houses. Um, we also know people that don't go on bloody rides, but that's another story altogether. <laughs> but, but, but we know, but we know people. Um, in fact, the same people we're talking about actually that, that, that don't go in the houses. So, if there was an option for them to go to another park, because how many times can you do Fallon or? You know something else that's quite tame. If you don't like those big rides, there's not there's not much for you to do. So I don't know why they don't have Islands Adventure open, and you have to have a separate ticket. 
So if you've got a ticket for Halloween Horror Nights, that doesn't guarantee you entry into Islands of Adventure. You need to have a part ticket for that to go there. But there must be people that go, you know what, I don't want to do Halloween Horror Nights, or I've done Halloween Horror Nights two or three nights in a row, I'm here, but I want to do something else, and go to Islands of Adventure. Even if they don't even have all the rides open. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for, the, for the same reasons. If they don't think it's going to be that busy, have open Kong, have open uh, Hulk, have open Spider-Man, um, have, over, have open Hogwarts, um, have open Zeus, and that's it. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they you could just have the main open. things. Yeah. I mean, well, and Jurassic Park, I suppose, as well, because that'd be quite fun at night. Well, you know, they've just had a social media meetup for Jurassic World, mm. and our gorgeous friends Tim and Brady went along for it. And you know, it looked absolutely incredible. They put a video out on it, and it looked great. But they only had open um, Pterodon Flyers and River Adventure. Right now. Turn on flyers. Uh-huh. Have either of you two done it? Yeah, but when I was little. No. Little air. How have I done it? <laughs> we because both. We both. Me and me and the wife both did it. Years ago, you didn't have to go on it with a kid. Right. So I guess they brought in like new security measures, and now you have to you have to ride it with a kid. I mean, don't get me wrong, I have no interest in going on it again. Because it just wasn't all that, to be honest. I don't remember much about it at all, but I don't remember thinking, I need to go on that again. But I just think it's odd to... I, I didn't even know this rule was in place, that you can't just go on it now as adults. Mm-hmm. You know when they started doing... Like, they brought, um, like, ticket return time machines, and then everyone was kind of like, oh, well... I know that's not linked, but maybe they might start letting everyone on it. Because I don't know if it's to do with the weight or not. I can't imagine that it's to do with the weight because I think I think I'm only maybe two inches taller than the height limit, and so for a child, you know, yeah. yeah. So just stop. Just stop <laughs> I'm, I'm small. Get over it. <laughs> Boy, there could be like. You know, a, a kid who's two inches shorter than me, but weigh a hundred pounds more than me. Yeah, it does seem does seem odd. Or why don't you know if, if it's do that? Why don't I only let you on as singles? Because let's be honest, I mean, it's, I've never seen a queue for it. Well, uh, there not is a long, always a not queue. A, not a long queue. In April, the queue was always about forty-five to fifty minutes, and I, I don't think that that's off. because it's got a giant queue of people. I think it's because it's really slow loading. You get a better view of the park from Doctor Doom if you're really that bothered about seeing a view from the park. Or if you just go into Camp Jurassic and you climb up all the nets and you can see everything. It, can I tell you something really funny? Uh, well, it's not really funny, but anyway, you know Halloween Horror Nights, we used to have the shark in the dark. Mm-hmm. Which was, for those who didn't know, you used to go on Jaws during Halloween Horror Nights and sometimes they would plus it. Often they wouldn't, but being on the Jaws right at night just made it that extra bit more terrifying. Plus it. Well, sometimes they used to put scare actors in there. Oh, uh, okay. 
like Jack the Clown was in there one year until he fell in and then he got eaten. <laughs> That's actually a true story. Uh, it is, honest to God, it was a true story. The, the actor slipped, fell in, and on well, right next to one of those big mechanical sharks. Um, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the guests loved it. I mean, they thought that was part of the show. Um, but no, what I was going to say was, is in Hollywood, they have their equivalent, which is Jurassic Park in the dark. They get a bit... They're a bit touchy about their Jurassic Park ride, and so they're really upset that this year's Halloween Horror Nights will not have Jurassic Park there because they're closed. Yeah, they're turning it into Jurassic World. That's a shame because Jurassic Park in the dark is cool. Well, Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. The dinosaurs are running wild. Uh, not a quote by me, but by the great philosopher Weirdo Yankovic. <laughs> Well, anyway, all of the attractions are really cool in the dark. Doctor Doom is really fun in the dark. The Hulk is amazing in the dark. Like, I feel like Universal are just doing themselves a disservice by not staying open late. Spider-Man good in the dark. Don't answer that. Of course. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway... This episode's going an awful lot longer than what I thought it was going to be. Well, it doesn't matter. We've have... basically given a whole episode to Phil. We so have. Phil, I hope that you appreciate he, this. Like, he, listened, <laughs> like, he actually listens to the whole of the last episode to get to the end where we went, yeah, we, we've run out of time <laughs> to think about your question. And instead, we've dedicated. You know, this is the, the Phil appreciation episode of Universal After Dark. <laughs> title <laughs> title pending. Um, so, Amanda, with, with that roundup, <laughs> we'll go back on topic now, talking about Rides in the Dark. So, your roundup, what would you suggest, for the majority of our British listeners at least, mm-hmm. would be the pass that you would recommend if they're not going to go for one of the standard two-week ticket things? If, in fact, what's the lowest... What, what's the comparison like of what we would normally have as standard, like a two- or three-week ticket for Universal... And the equivalent annual pass. Okay, so if we were going to buy a three-park ticket, we'll be talking about £240-ish, you could get a three-park seasonal pass for about £310. A two-park pass would be the exact same price as the three-park two-week pass of £240 still. So in my opinion, if you're not going to be going in July and you don't mind paying for parking or you're staying on site anyway so it's irrelevant I 100% believe that you should buy a seasonal pass however if you are not staying on site and you want to save some money on parking I would go for the power pass I don't think unless you're going very very often throughout the year. I don't think that us UK guests would need to go for anything more than a power pass. So what again, what was the price of a power pass? So the power pass was $443. I don't remember how much it is in pounds, let me just tell I you. Know, I was going to say it's £340. Okay, so for a hundred pounds more, you get a power pass, but that gives you discount 50% Fifty percent, only fifty percent of parking. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and it gives you a discount on food as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. parking is what twenty two. I know, not discount off food. It's just parking. 
Okay, so what's the what's the parking? Twenty two a day? Ish. Was it twenty? Right. So let, let's call it twelve dollars a day. Mm-hmm. You're there for fourteen days. That's one hundred and sixty eight quid. Right, mm-hmm. sorry, one hundred and sixty eight dollars. So you're still going to be better off buying a power pass. You'll still save money buying a power pass. Uh-huh. And getting half but then, of the parking. If you want to do all of the maths, then you could get the preferred pass and not pay any parking. And then when you work out that that's an extra, like, maybe £50. Let me see. That's £371. So, yeah. An extra £60 up from getting your seasonal pass. Well, if you, then you're not going to pay parking at all. I was going to say, so, so if you stand for 14 days, $22... That's three hundred eight dollars you'd be paying on parking for the sake of paying how much? A hundred. So three hundred seventy one pounds is our base of four hundred eighty three dollars. So you'd be paying an extra one hundred and thirty. Yeah. Yeah. So, so ID. So that would make the most commercial sense is to avoid the British. Like if you're staying on site, or you're going to be going to Universal for your entire or, or for the majority of your trip you'll save yourself $22 a day. Mm-hmm. Which, so, if, you, if you need a GoFundMe to send you to Orlando, that makes a lot of difference. I mean... If, if that's the kind of thing that you would do, I don't know if y- yes, you would do exactly. something, but I'm sure somebody might somewhere do something like that. I don't know. But I feel like we've just... We haven't cleared any of this up. You're probably still confused about what pass you want to get. No, I think I think I think you have. I mean, I think I think you have helped clear it up. I think so. I think just there, kind of, you know, rounding it up, right? This is how much you're going to be paying on parking. This is how much the pass that gets you free parking or half price parking will cost you on top of what you pay for the equivalent UK ticket. So do the maths. If the mass works out for you, and with that preferred pass, you do get the discount on food as well, don't you? Yes. And merchandise. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. therefore, uh, let's not be funny about this, right? If there's if there's two of you going, so if there's two people going, one of you needs to pass, so you don't have to both have the pass to get the benefits. If you go out for dinner, you might be paying for like an entree, some drinks, whatever. You might be paying fifty, sixty dollars, quite easily. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you pay fifty dollars, that's that's five dollars back, or five dollars off uh, what you paid there. It they, it adds up. It doesn't sound mm-hmm. like much, but you're not going to be eating once a day. So you will get that every time. You're going to buy merchandise, even if it's just a t-shirt or a fridge magnet. You're going to be buying something. <laughs> so it, all these little things add up. So I, I think, you know, I've always gone, well, look, up the prices that we get are, are, you know, so much cheaper than what we pay on the gate. Because you do get now, like, you, I, I see on, on forums and stuff like that, people going, I only want to go to Universal for one day. How much uh-huh. does it cost me on the gate? And people turn around and say, you're pretty better off just buying a, a two-week pass from, like, attraction tickets or another ticket vendor in the UK others are available um, because like I think on the gate price is about $107 or something $110 I think um, gate price at the moment 
for two parks. Yeah, about that. So, because the thing is, you're going for one day, you probably want to go back for more because you realise just how, how much there is to do. Okay, a one a one park day, a two park Monday ticket's one hundred and seventy dollars. A one park Monday ticket's one hundred and fifty dollars. One hundred and seventy for two park. Yeah, two park Monday. Yeah, so you're gonna you're not gonna do both parts in one day. Mm. So you're gonna need more than that. So immediately, it's cheaper for you to buy a fourteen day ticket in the UK if you're <laughs> gonna if you only want to go for a couple of days. If you are planning to go for two weeks or three weeks and you're going to spend the majority of your time there, it makes sense for me on the maths to one of you to buy a preferred pass. Uh huh. Well, I am, even though I felt a little bit like, why did I bother getting this preferred pass last year? Like, when I actually think about it, I think about the places that I did use it in, you know, I, I probably did make the difference back between the seasonal pass and the preferred pass yeah. but i do think that like my pass is up for renewal now so i think i'm when i renew it i'm just going to renew it to a seasonal pass and then upgrade it if i feel like i want to now just before we round this up this episode up because i think we're probably done um mm-hmm. if you buy if you have a ticket uh, like a standard ticket you can upgrade it to an annual pass, can't you? Yes. So if you have a two-week ticket, you can take it to guest services and upgrade that to a annual pass. And you'll just be paying the difference? You'll just be paying the difference, yeah. So if you've paid 240 quid, you just need to pay whatever the equivalent difference is in dollars for the pass that you want. Mm-hmm. So it might cost you another... $50 or something because 240 quid is not $240 no so, it'd be, so it won't be that much different at all actually no and you know I think that's something that not a lot of people know about I think but Craig, it's definitely I think worth it's what Craig it. did yeah it is yeah it is I think that Craig had an issue doing it at first and because I, I think that they were confused about the type of ticket that Craig had originally but then that got cleared up and yeah he ends up with his with his annual pass in the end but if you're if you're there for three weeks and you kind of think well actually i'm gonna i'm gonna stay around universal and do more things just go and upgrade it much cheaper than buying even like the difference that you'd pay to upgrade it to even go for one one extra day would be cheaper than buying a one-day ticket yeah to any of the parks so definitely worth it. Well, I mean, I was going to talk about Halloween Horror Nights tickets, but I feel like now that's going to need its own full episode. <laughs> well, have they released the American ones yet? Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Okay, so maybe we can we can talk about that a little bit on the next... Well, I mean, I don't know. Can you can you do it in ten minutes? Oh. I mean, if, if Chris talks quickly. <laughs> oh, don't do <laughs> Right, so in that case, in that case, we'll save that for the next episode. So we'll leave okay. the episode on a cliffhanger. And me and Chris will talk quickly. I'll talk quickly and then Chris can say, yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> me, Amanda speaks the truth. Working your way, you got it. Um, now, um, I'm going to throw this out here now because it's recorded. So whatever happens next is, is, is irrelevant to what I say. But... Um, 
both myself and Mr. Ripley had mm. gone to see Jurassic World for yes. Kingdom because it's not as at time of recording this hasn't come out in America yet. So um we've gone we've gone an hour and ten. Do you reckon you've got another half an hour to talk about that? Uh Life uh finds a predictable way. Ooh. <laughs> so in which case I think Amanda if we wrap this episode up because I don't want you to listen to what we've got to say. I can't hear spoilers. I'm so behind on films. You All I know is that yet. this is going to make me cry. Have you seen? Yeah, but but why would it make you cry? That, I know. That is, that is the question which we will discuss. Um, I mean, Amanda still hasn't seen Avengers Infinity War. And I mean, no. have you seen The great, Greatest Showman yet? No. I feel like it was on on my flight, though. Strangely. What, The Greatest Showman? Yeah. It probably was, because it came out at, like Christmas last year. Did it? Like, I, for some reason, I was very, very convinced, like, that it only came out in about March time, and I was like, well, this is weird. No, so the thing is, it actually came out in the UK Boxing Day. I think it came out Christmas Day in America. And it is still on now, even though, mm-hmm. even though you can go into, like, HMV, other places are available, and buy it on Blu-ray or DVD. Um... <laughs> You, it's still one of the cinema. It's had the longest cinema run since Titanic. Wow! <laughs> and it's still going on now. I don't. I mean, know I should probably watch it stop. then, shouldn't I? Well, me and Mr. Ripley have both seen it. I only saw it today. It was my Father's Day treat to watch that because I, I wanted to make everyone suffer through your, a musical. Your um, kids must really hate you, Nick. My my daughter. The first song <laughs> by the end of the first song, she started singing it. Started to memorise the words. I, I have obsessed. to say, I, I'm not a big musicals fan, and I was made to watch it, and I actually quite enjoy it. Yeah, so it's it's really good. It's it got is good, very yeah. good, very good score or, or collection of songs. But anyway, that's all we're talking about. So, Amanda, I'll let you wrap up. Okay, thanks everybody so much for listening. And if we've helped you in any way to decide what kind of annual pass that you want to get please let us know because I love hearing people's stories about if we've helped them to decide something or we've given them information on something. It brightens my day. But on that note, go in, watch Luke's videos because he's just posted some new cool ones from the parks. I've just started my April birthday trip videos on YouTube, so go and check them out. Search Boston White on YouTube. And talk to us in our super secret Facebook page because we absolutely love hearing from you. And if you have a topic that you want to hear us talk about, like the special Phil episode that we've done today, <laughs> let us know. Well, we've just actually changed. So we used to have like the Facebook, we used to have a, a page as it was like a, a group page. And we used to have like a little Facebook group called the Official Last Dark uh, Podcast Network. And we've stopped people posting on the page just because it was hard for us to actually get to people's comments and we weren't be, we weren't able to react to them because, it, because of how it was set up. So now we do it in the main group. So if you go to the After Dark Network uh, group page, that's the best place. And we've only made a change about five days ago, but already the engagement has been incredible. So thank you very much for, for doing that. And if you're not there already, please sign up and join. It's obviously free. Um, and you get to... Um, hang out of all us cool cats yay and we ask you different questions every day like favourite drinks, favourite things to do blah 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 favourite GoFundMes 
So um, <laughs> we've all got one. We've all got one. Uh, but please join us over there. Yes. And also, we'll be back next week with Halloween Horror Nights tickets. Maybe Halloween Horror Nights announcement news if we finally get another announcement. Who knows? We, we'll only find one. out by listening. What? We've got one right now. What is it? The My new book will be coming out soon. <gasps> Chris! Cheap plug. I love it. I just I just have the cover art in, and I've just uploaded it to Facebook. So, Oh, I'm going to go share it right now. <laughs> I'm going to share it in our group right now. So super. everyone go check that out because I'm super excited about this. Yay. I know, and this is this will this will be the first Halloween Horror Nights book that I released this year, and I'll be releasing a second one very soon as well. <gasps> oh, guys, listen to all this super exciting news. <laughs> I'm excited. Go and buy all Chris Ripley's books. Go and get the whole back catalogue, and your bookcase can look just like mine. I'll post a picture <laughs> of that too, so everyone can recreate my bookshelf. <laughs> See, that's what besties are for, right there. Exactly. It is. And on that note, bye. You can be our besties too. Bye, 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 bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it faded out. <laughs> so <laughs> <is> professional. <laughs> Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? (laughs) Well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here, you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support. Dark Podcast Network.